0: We have like a vacancy here. Everybody's afraid of me today. That front row is all gone. It is. (laughs) What is that? Not sure what I'm going to do today. I got all my weapons over here. I don't have anything up here, so we're good. We're good to go today. Um, We got back. First of all, I want to do this. Word says to be strong in the Lord and his might. I wanted today just to take a minute. Um, Who here would like some strength? I don't know about you, but, man, there's times that, that you just don't feel strong, <laughs> that you feel a little worn out, and uh, we know that because there is a battle, everybody, everybody knows and understands this, and we'll, we'll get a better feel for this as we go through the series, but I want to do this today. I want to just take a minute, and and we talked last, last week about the, the supper table, and we're going to talk a little bit about that day before we go on, um, and I just want, everyone needs strengthened. We we all need strengthened. And we find our strength in the Lord. And I don't know your routine in the day. And I know that my wife and I we were on vacation last week. And anybody understand vacations before it's it's like we drove 25 hours altogether or more because we went to a different place. 25 hours. Now my wife understands this. I don't like to drive. <laughs> I don't know why I burned myself up when I was an engineer on the road, and so my wife does like to drive. Sometimes I say, praise God, put me, put me with a woman who likes to drive. Thank you. And now she just drives. But we're on the road for 25 hours. That's a long time. Even if you're not driving, it's a long time in the car. And sometimes you just need strengthened. You just need to be strengthened in the Lord. And I don't know your routine. I do know this. If we do not take time, to get into the Lord's presence and be strengthened, we're, we're going to burn out. And it won't be long. No matter, you love Jesus, I love Jesus. But if I don't, I don't take some time, if I don't put him in my routine, I will burn out. And I don't know about you, that vacation burned me out. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> no, it was good to be with family. Should we? No, we won't put that one up there. No, my wife took a picture of me sleeping beside her with my mouth open. Anybody who sleeps in a car with the head back and not open your mouth? OK, my wife got a shot. She showed the kids they We're all laughing at me because I got my mouth wide open in the car and I was going to put up a nice shot. And I will put up a nice shot of us on a vacation. There it is right there. The four of us. There's the Biltmore. Anybody been to the Biltmore before? We have, Nancy, you're the only one that's been there. It's a beautiful place, 300 and some rooms. I don't know. This guy back in 1800s built this place, late 1800s. It is amazing. But anyway, and in that place, we noticed that they had this room. And anybody's ever been to a dinner table before? In this place, in the Biltmore, they have this dinner room. It's absolutely amazing. And they have this huge table out, and i 'm thinking, I just talked about the table last week, and here we are with this huge table and man i 'll tell you it was just extravagant. the whole place was extravagant, and so yeah, it's nice to visit it's nice to get in and out it was It was pretty nice and uh amazing point. but but who who here would like to go to dinner, sit at that place, who would like to be like royalty? you know you come in, you sit down on what they're going to serve but I mean, that is royalty. And we talked last week about something. I want to make sure we get a hold of this before we go on to know our battle. We've got to know where, where, where we're seated. We, we've got to understand where we're seated and who we are in this. If we don't, we're in trouble because the enemy, is, he's, he's crafty. My wife said, the wiles of the devil? He is crafty. And you think you can handle it? Mm, I don't know. But in the strength of the Lord and his might... We're going to be able to figure this thing out, but last week here 's what I want to do I want to cover these things Heavenly places God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places so you 've got to understand first of all this place where we 're seated we are Fully equipped with every spiritual blessing. God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. We know Christ is there. We know every spiritual blessing is there. Also, Christ raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places, which means we give our lives to Christ. We're seated what? With him, Christ Jesus, in those places. And then we have this manifold grace, this wisdom of God that be made known through the church and rulers and authorities in heavenly places, man, we have got to understand where we're seated. I can't say that enough. If you do not figure that out and you do not surrender and find yourself at his supper table with him, you won't make it. You understand what I'm saying? Who here is tired today? Come on. Who here is tired? Who, who would like up fill up of the Lord? If you're not tired today, there is a place for you. There's a place to be seated. How's marriage? OK. How's he doing? Is he doing OK? Treating you like a queen? Sure. OK. Take you to dinner? No. no. OK. Right OK. All right. we we'll, right. we'll let it go. We'll talk about next week. We'll see how that goes. Is it important to go get some dinner? Mm-hmm. Sometime got to eat, right? As a Christian, we got to eat. We got to go someplace. We got to get filled up by the Lord. If we do not, we will, we will burn out, and the devil will have his way. If you're tired today, if you're really tired spiritually, then the devil has been messing, and we just haven't been able to defeat him. So let's do that. Let's figure out how we do this thing together. Okay, who's got their book? Who's going to be doing a series with me? Okay, we're going to start with week one today. Okay, we're going to go through the week. I want to make sure that we go along together. Wednesday night, listen to me. Wednesday night, we're going to have our time together. I wanna, we're we're going to find out how to teach what we learn, okay? How do we fight in our families? How do we defend our families? How do we do this together? And I'm going to invite you on Wednesday nights. It's our family night. What we're going to do is going to take our adults over there. We're going to have a time of session through this book. And we have a youth out here doing their thing. We have the children back here all doing the same with them on these nights. This night, we're inviting our adults. We're changing our, our Thursday night Bible study to Wednesday night on this subject. We will be fully equipped. After this series, we'll be fully equipped in Jesus' name to do any battle with the enemy. And we're not going to do it alone. Enough of this alone thing. Like enough with saying, oh, I can't handle this. We will fight together as a family church. Okay, 6.30 Wednesday night. Be here as a family. We're going to break up in groups. We're going to do a lot of discussion. We're going to get deep in God's word, and I know you'll be blessed by it. Let's go on to today. And the first part of this book, you'll find it it talking about uh, sizing up the enemy. Sizing up the enemy is week number one. And how do we size up the enemy? We don't even know what he looks like. What does the enemy look like? You know, you see movies about these uh, horror films, and we see the, the enemy and the evil forces are being big, huge, messy, green, you know, but how do we size up our enemy? Anybody here have ever wrestled before? Who's a wrestler in here? I am a high school wrestler, okay? What you do before you go out in the wrestling match, you size up your opponent, don't you? You go in a weigh-in. You know, you had a weigh-in there, you know, and it had a scale, and you had to meet your weight class, and so before you get there, you, you have to get up on the scale and make sure that, mm, okay, I... Mm, They're okay, And you have to make sure that, you know, overweight. If you do, you get disqualified. But if you're on weight and the next person, your opponent comes on weight, guess what you're going to do at him? You're going to look him up down like "Mm, I'm going to get I'm going to get beat up. This boy is strong and he's going to kill me. Or you're going to say, I've got this one. You size him up, don't you? It, it, that's what we do when we're ready to fight somebody. We size them up. If we're going to go into battle, don't, don't we want to know the enemy? Don't we want to know what, how strong he is and areas he's strong and, and then know how to defeat him? And so this is the problem, though. We can't see. What does this look like? I mean, I don't know about you. I'd like to know more about my enemy before I can fight him. Wouldn't you not know? Wouldn't you not know who you're going to come up against? Absolutely. So let's get personal. The first week is about getting personal. Start to ask yourself some questions about what it is in your life. What is your struggles in your life? What do they look like? They have you write it out there. My struggle is this. My struggle is that. And you, uh, you circle it. And so we're going to learn how to deal with your struggles through this part of Scripture. And that's what I like about it because it's personal. So let's get personal. This week is that sizing up the enemy is what? There's week, there's day number one, wrestling match. Day number two is undisguised. Day number three is lazy days. Day number four is bait selection. And then this, the fifth day is going to be the strategy, how, how this all works. Okay? So that's the book. Who's got their book ready? Who's already opened it? Who's already looked into it? Okay. So this is week number one. And we'll go into this together on Sunday. And we'll talk about it. Ephesians. 10 and 11. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of what? The devil. The schemes of the devil. I don't know about you, but what's the schemes look like? How do we defeat this? Let's go into another scripture that might tell us a little more. Ephesians 4 14 and 15 says this We no longer, we are no longer to be what? Children. Tossed here and there by waves and carried about in every wind of doctrine, but the trickery by the trickery of men, but craftiness and deceitful scheming by speaking the truth and love. Here's how it works. Those things, those people you run in contact with, they are part of the scheming, which means the devil uses him for things that he wants to get done. Does that make sense? So what happens when someone comes against you? Naturally, what you're gonna do is size up the enemy. You're gonna size up the person. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna size the person who's scheming against us, the people, the men and women, by wrong doctrine, are gonna scheme up against you. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna start to size up that enemy, correct? And what happens here is you're not sizing up the right enemy. So we're pulled into these scheming of men, deceitfulness, the untruthfulness, the lies of people. And what that does is it sucks us into the wrong battle. Does it make sense? And so the scheming of that speak. Now, what we do, we speak truth and love against that. But let's do this first. In the book, you're going to find this area. I thought this was rather good. What does the enemy look like? There's different names given to the enemy. First name is Satan. We heard that. It's the adversary, the plan who comes against the plan and purpose of God. We have the another name, the devil. He's slanderous. He's defaming the character of God. It's Lucifer, who is the day star, alluring the charming to entice and lure away. We have the tempter, which tends people to mislead passions. We have the ruler, who derails entire nations and crafts uh, derailing doctrines. And we have prince of darkness, chief leader of the dominion of darkness. We have the accuser, the one who condemns, weakens in the believer's confidence. And and we also have the father of lies. He is a falsifier and liar, void of the truth of God. Now, these are the names that Satan gets to the enemy. And you see how he works in all of these names. You can see this maybe in what you face. Now, what's gonna, how can you identify this? What normally comes against you in battle? Is it not the people around you, situations around you? What, can you identify the enemy in those things? See, here's the thing. When something comes against me and what I'm doing, then I need to identify the enemy as quickly as possible so that I can see him in disguise. Because he's going to disguise himself. He may come in these fashions here. So he may come as tempter or one to entice. One like Lucifer and lure you into something that you don't even see. So you've got to be able to identify. you hear me? You have got to be able to identify the enemy as quickly as possible. Now, what we do is we get caught up in the argument. We get caught up in the situation, or we may come up with a disagreement. What we find ourselves doing is raising up our awareness of a person or a situation because we don't want to be proved wrong, or, or we have to win in this battle with them. We, we, I am right, and they're wrong. And before we know it, we're fighting something like an argument that has nothing to do with the enemy. It has everything to do with being deceived. So here's what we need to do. We need to recognize him. What's he look like? And as soon as you recognize, you point him out. Here's what I say if you're coming in a situation today, something comes up against you, you identify him as quickly as possible. So, what's that mean? It means if I get an argument with somebody, or if I get a disagreement with somebody, how, how can I ad- to identify the enemy? What, what, what can I do? What kind of methods can I do? And as soon as I can identify that, then I must point him out. I'm not going to go, Oh, I see the enemy. I'm not going to do that to you, Vito. I'm not, I'm not going to do that in a person talk one-on-one. But what I have to do here is identify what's going on. How do you identify false doctrine? Or waves of, of, of learning and knowledge, these kinds of things. What about our college-age students at schools? What about those in college, those in high school? How, how can they identify wrong teaching or false knowledge? When they are given tests and they must pass their tests in school, you see how easy it is for a teenager to be put astray based on what they're learning. Or maybe even in the college where most of them would drift away because of the learning. Because what they do is they fill their minds with wrong knowledge, wrong wisdom. Before they know it, they can't identify. They start to believing the, the, the professor and what he's saying and they're led astray in what is true. So how can we See together yeah, as a, a home church, be able to identify things. So here's what we do. We come into a situation, we need to be able to, to recognize our enemy. Now I want you to think about this week, during your week. Is anything happened this week that you're able to identify the enemy? Think about it just for a moment. What'd you do this week? Was it the normal routine? Maybe it was work. We had a vacation, so ours is a little different. What's yours look like in your week? Have you been able to identify his work, the enemy's work? What did it look like? Get personal. Here for this what it is. I want you to think for a moment. What did this week look like? Maybe go back on Monday. Maybe you had a disagreement with your girlfriend or wife. Maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was work. I want you right now, if you, have, if you can't think of anything through, and you're a believer, you can't think of anything through the week that you identified your enemy, you're in trouble. Because he did not leave the house, he didn't leave the work site, he didn't leave your mind, he didn't stop lying. You started to believe. See, here's the thing we got to be able to identify him. He's real. How many people believe the enemy's real? How many people believe he raises havoc in your life daily? And how do I know that? Paul says this. He says this for truth. He says, my flesh must die. So where does the enemy attack? Does he attack spirit? He wants to bring down your spirit, but he attacks the flesh. So that's why the flesh must die. That's what, if I'm going to evaluate the, the work of the enemy, it's the areas of my life in flesh, those areas that I get concerned, those areas that I get angry, those areas that I want to rise up and do something, that's where the enemy says, there's where I can latch on to. That's wherever I want. See, I've got to identify those things. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's an insecurity in my life. Maybe there's something that is a trigger point in my life. I got to say, you know what? Here's the trigger. This is my button, as my wife was saying on stage. Here's my button. And this is where the enemy will work against me. Before I know, at the end of the day, I'm like, why am I so discouraged? Why, why, what, what happened? What, what did I let in? What was wrong with my thinking? What what happened to my right thinking? What is wrong with my way? Where did my mind, how did my mind get over here when I was feeling this way just five minutes ago? What just happened? You see, an enemy will not stop lying to you. He will come in those fashions right here. And every day he'll come. And if you can't identify him in that day, you're in trouble. How do I identify? Truth will set me free. It's God's truth that brings reality. It brings me back to right thinking. It renews the mind. I have to see. If I can't figure out the day, I've got to stop and start to pray. Now, my wife would contest on vacation. Wasn't there times that I went into La La Land? She's like, Jim, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? What 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 are you what can I be truthful here? Can I can I be open today? There's times on this vacation I went south, literally, in my mind. And I could, and I could, not, and I could not pinpoint. Here's, here's what you've got to understand. Because I was ready to preach this today. And the enemy says, oh, my time. So, so through my vacation, I had these, these huge struggles. It was like a wrestling match with the enemy. And I, my wife would be asked, like, What is wrong with you? And I couldn't even speak. I mean, it's weird. It was, it was, I'll be honest, people come to me and they say, How was your vacation? It was one of the weirdest vacations I think I can ever think about. I, I, I don't know. It was like, Did you enjoy stuff? Well, yeah, but there's times of these wrestling matches. And I can't even explain, Well, what triggered it? I have no idea. <laughs> This is what I'm saying. You've got to be able to identify. You've got to realize what is happening. Did my wife do anything wrong? No. <laughs> She's sitting there going, Jim, what is wrong with you? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> when she'd asked me a question, I couldn't speak. Do you ever have days like that? Or is it just me? Am I the weird one in the group today? Is there anybody else weird here? Okay. I couldn't even, James. Thank you. I appreciate that. I couldn't even identify it. See, here's how, and I think you know what I think. The Lord said, Jim, I'm going to allow you to be tortured this week, <laughs> Bec- because I want you to understand how the enemy can work. Now, people, how many people believe? That, that, that I'm a man of God. Okay, I'm going to put this on the stage. How many people believe that I do my very best to find the Word of God and to teach it and to grow in it? How many, if you know, know me, 30 years ago when I was an idiot, and I'm getting smarter as it goes on, I am still an idiot today when I read His Word. Okay, I know I have a lot to grow in. I do my very best. And literally, this week was one of the weirdest weeks of my life. I had no reason to be upset, and I realized something. God allowed me to learn something this week through my struggle so that I might be able to help you. The enemy is crafty. He wants your life. That's plain and simple. He will not stop until he's got you where he wants you. If you think you're better than I did, I honestly thought I had it under control until this week came. And I thought, my goodness, I don't even understand how crafty my enemy is. The wiles of the devil. But I will tell you this. It's coming to an end. Because I want to learn. Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Listen to me. There's times I got angry with my wife. There's times I got angry with my children. It's just weird. It just was the weirdest thing never tied to anything that I could be able to put my hands on. I just felt anger come on. Anybody ever heard that before? It's the weirdest thing. But I will, I will confess today that that today, during worship, the Lord spoke to me. And I'm so thankful for the Anybody like the song Reckless? Who likes that song? Man, it was, it hit, today did something to me. It's almost as if I felt when I came, it was almost like this week when I was in this war. When I came back, I felt like I couldn't do this. I almost felt like resigning. (laughs) I almost felt like, you know what, I should come to church. And I said, just resign because I can't do this because I couldn't really control this through my vacation. I think I should be able to do this. I said, I need to give up. Can't do this thing. How can I teach this subject to a group of people that I love that I can't myself figure it out? And I thought, man, I just need to give up. Anybody felt that before? I'm just weary and and just tired. Because if this stuff really works and I can't make it work. Who am I? Even on vacation? I mean, isn't that a time to really have a good time? Sue, you came up to me, said, how was the vacation? I'm like, I couldn't even describe it. 25 hours in a car, that's not nothing to compare to what's going on here. I was exhausted. And I realized during that song, I sat back there, and the, the Holy Spirit came over me, and I just started, I started to praise him in tongues. I don't know if anybody understands that, but it's 1 Corinthians tells about it. And I just, remember, I just felt like he was starting to put his arms around me. Like he was going to leave the 99 to get the 1. Isn't that awesome? How many people let that in? I mean, he, he, he invited me to the table. And man, I was just sitting down with Jesus at the table. Does it qualify me? Is this, I mean, to, to spend time with, us, does it qualify? No, no, it doesn't qualify me. I just need some strength. How about you? You know, you've got to come to the table. you got to fill up. And I can tell you today, I'm a better man. Ephesians tells us, there's... <clears throat> We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. How many people understand what that means? <laughs> Let me see the hands. I've read a lot of things, with commentaries. I've studied this thing, and I'm like, what does this mean? I'd like to know. What does it mean about principalities and powers against rulers of darkness in this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places? What does all this mean? It gets confusing. But here's what I think. This is what I've read. This is my own personal look at this. I look at this as, Lord, principality and rulers holding dominions. Satan is, is in charge of this dominion, this darkness, this world. There's two different set. Can I separate these two different things? There's there's a there's a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness, and it says this kingdom of darkness has kingdoms, there's places of power, and there's rulers over these kingdoms. There's not just one called Satan, there's rulers over these kingdoms, and it is wicked, and it's dark. And then there's the kingdom of light. It's the one represented in Christ. This is what he's inviting you to. This is the area that he's saved you and set you free. This is a kingdom. You become a light because he's the light. He is the light, and you get this, and this is an awesome place. But guess what? You're not separated from that. Do you understand? You're sanctified. You're set free. But where's your battle? It's like you, you gotta get set free, your eyes have got to be open so you come back to this mess over here, and you're able to fight against this kind of place. Not only against your own life, for your family, your place, your friends, your family at church. So this is what, and it talks about these powers, powers to act. Christ has given this dominion, these powers to act against what? Against him. I don't understand that. He can disable it right now, couldn't he? Couldn't he not disable that whole darkness over there and say, okay, enough is enough? Right? Instead, he gives his dominions and these authorities power to come against his kingdom. But who does he come against through? Tell me. Who is it that he works through? Is it not people? Free will. So the only difference is this. That, no, yes, there is this difference, and yes, we're putting it against this, but it's all to do with how we think, how we recognize, how we fight against this. So, and also it talks about these rulers of darkness in this age of world, demons over power of darkness on earth. Now we have rulers over dominions. We have demons that have power in those dominions to do things. So it's almost like taking from this scale up those in this level, like Satan and rulers, down to this level where demons and their powers against you. And then it talks about these spiritual hosts of for- wickedness, forces, iniquities leading to pain, laborious trouble. So even down from the ruler, Satan, all his rulers over dominions, clear down to the pain and suffering in that evil realm. And so it covers from top to bottom, everything in between. That's why it's all listed. They're separate. It's almost like an army. Oh, no, the army, and how it exists over here, they know how to fight it. So we have all those things. But here's the good thing. <laughs> now that seems, I don't know about you, that, that means overwhelming in my mind even to put that all together because I don't even fully understand it. But what I do understand, that doesn't excite me. That, that is a threat against me. That I'm worried about. Not in a way that, I, that I'm con- anxious, but that concerns me because I don't know that well enough. You see, that enemy in that realm, I can't see. And if the only way I can recognize him is if God, let me see. Let me have discernment. Let me see. Let me point him out. Let me point out the enemy. Here's what I want you to get used to. When you're in those fights and you're in those fights daily, listen to me, you're in those fights daily then you've got to identify him as quickly as possible. And when you do, you call him out? In your mind, call him out, oh, I see you there. That's what I'm learning to do. Not, not, to, not that when my wife and I, oh, I think you should take a left. No, I'm going to take a right. Well, you have to, I'm going to call him out. No, not those kind of situations when you're driving a car. I'm talking about real enemy battles. That's when you identify. And I want you to, I want you to get used to pointing him out. Oh, I see you there. You know what that does? It instantly puts you in the battle. And what I realized in this, this whole vacation thing is I'm starting to learn to point him out. And then I start, well, Lord, thank you for teaching me, because now I can see in my mind there, there's something going on here in the evil thing. So I don't have to know what level it is. I don't want to, but if a demon or if it's Satan overpowers authorities, I don't have to know that. I just got to know point it out. I see you there. And all of a sudden, I find myself identifying this thing the way it should be. And then I can sit back and go, oh, okay. Hmm, okay. Let me see. Truth. Truth. See, then, then I can turn my attention to his truth because it's fighting to come out. It's a, Jim, wait a second. Here's what you need. And I, at and I, first I got to identify, oh, there, okay, now, now there's the truth. You see? I realized something. You know what that really is doing? You know what I'm really doing? Exactly what the scriptures telling me, to gird up my loins in what? Truth. Do you see? The first thing that you will learn in week number 2 is to gird yourself with a belt of truth. Well, people think, "Well, I'll just put it on." You it doesn't go. I I wish it was an, a like an arm, uh, an armor in the closet. Wouldn't it be good? Okay, all I have to do is come in and I got to put the belt on. Okay, this, the shoes, shield, I'm ready, helmet, sword, right? Don't you wish it was in the closet like that? You could put it on and then you're ready for it. But here's the thing. It doesn't work like that. So you have to put, it says to what? Take it up. Put it on. So how do you put it on? There has to be a trigger point in you to say, okay, I need to put it on. so here 's what I say you 're not ready until you face now what you should do be, it should be reading god 's word absolutely crucial that 's where you fill yourself with truth where you're going to gird yourself with truth doesn 't mean you read devotion say okay here's a, oh thank you that was a good devotion, and I got my truth on don 't work that way you 've got to be in the truth reading Learning the truth, get it in your heart so when those times come when you identify, okay, I see you there, get back, let the truth come. Ah, oh, there it is. There's a verse I need. Do not be anxious in all things but in everything with prayer, petition, thanksgiving. Make your requests. And the peace of God will guard my mind and heart in Christ Jesus. You see, all of a sudden, truth will come in. And what is amazing about this is if I learn that truth... The Spirit of God is so good of bringing it to my mind that I can use it to set my mind free. Then, Then I can identify, then I can fight. And that's what I loved about this scripture. It's so true. How many people realize that? How many people have done that? How many people have actually seen themselves, when you go into a war, you've actually put it on. You actually feel that you put it on. You identify the enemy, See, I see you, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit leads you to truth, and now you step out into that battle thinking, I'm ready. You see, that's what I couldn't be- That's the truth of God's word, and that's how it worked for me. And I'm so thankful that God can do that. His word is that good. How many people believe that the truth of God can always be faithful and set you free, no matter what situation you're in, no matter what it is? Put on the former God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Let's go back a couple of steps. How about people that can identify what happened this week? He says, okay, I remember something happened this week. Is anything happened this week that you couldn't quite figure out? Something, you felt something coming against you. Let me see the hands of those. So, okay, I, I remember now. I remember now. Okay, can you identify what it was? Now, what did you, how did you handle it? When you saw that thing come against you, that person, whatever it was, that situation come against you, how did you handle it? Can you remember? Okay, here's what's going to change. I can assure you when these things happen, by the end of this series, you will be to, first of all, identify the enemy, point him out, say, I see you there. But then watch to see what happens here. As soon as you identify and you let the Holy Spirit do its work in you, you will then find a word of God that will come to you. And now you'll be able to fight effectively, no matter what level that dominion of darkness is. and you'll be able to fight that, and you'll see that thing for what it really is. Makes sense? So this week, this, as we go through this series together, we're going to be able to identify more on what the. Next week is this: "The Belt of Truth." Page 38, next Sunday. Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, it is a weird week for me, and you know that. Father, I couldn't really understand a whole lot was going on. My mind was racing many, many times. Lord, I felt like I failed you so many ways. Even when I came back here today, Father, I just, I for some reason I just didn't feel like I was equipped. I didn't feel like I had it all together. But, Lord, I believe you're teaching me, and you're so faithful to me. And when that song came on, Lord, I just want to thank you for that song. I want to thank you for the words it said. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that lifted me up. Father, I want to go through this series. I want, Father, I want to see the work of your Holy Spirit done. I want to see the truth that sets us free. Father, I believe, Father, through these situations that happen on a daily, weekly basis, we are going to see a difference in how we handle those things. We're going to rise up with a full armor of God. Every single piece is important. May God, we're going to do that by identifying the enemy first. We're going to see that enemy. We're going to see him, and then we're going to identify. Father, thank you that we're going to have us fully equipped to resist and stand in Jesus' name.